0: Hi, it's Stephanie Hansen, and I know you don't have time to read all of the labels on everything you buy, but when you shop Lakewinds Co-op, you can shop with confidence knowing that they offer high-quality food from farms and businesses that pay fair wages and grow food in ways that are good for the planet. Each department at Lakewinds has product standards, so in the produce department, it's 95% organic and, of course, as local as they can get when it's not winter. In the meat department, the meat buyer actually visits the farms, including Peterson Craftsman Meats, Pastures a plenty for pork, and they verify that the animals are grazed in pastures seasonally and that they're humanely raised. And in the grocery department, there's no artificial flavors, colors, preservatives, no high fructose corn syrup, and no hydrogenated oils. No membership is required to shop at Lakewinds. Everyone is welcome to shop at the co-op. And if you don't live or work near Lakewinds, find the co-op near you that you can love as much as I love Lakewinds, or you can always shop on Instacart. Lakewinds is in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, and Richfield.
1: weekly dish i'm stephanie march i'm here with stephanie hansen and we are the weekly dish brought to you uh by us on my talk 107 by <laughs> our delightful boss Gina right. howard yes yes our <laughs> lovely family who is uh letting us continue to do our things so
0: which we really appreciate we
1: super do we super do and that's why we can bring you the top two in hour two
2: giving the, Give oh, one the oh, two. Three. One, two and now, The Weekly Dish presents... Top two, top two.
1: The top two... Pick your best two. In our two. All right, give me All two All with All right, this is the time of the show that we tell you a couple of things that we are just a little bit obsessed with or mildly in love with this week. Do you want to go first? Yes, okay. I do. Um, I'm going to start out by talking about
0: curbside chocolate okay (laughs) our friend mary leonard from chocolate celeste has all of this chocolate that she's prepared and she has curbside chocolate box pickup so if you are someone that needs your chocolate bonbons they are open intermittent days so i would direct you to their website uh as the first place to go to figure out what days they're open or you can call um again calling to I know we don't call, but yeah. call. Calling is back in fashion, people, because a lot of these people, the information is moving so fast, their websites aren't necessarily updated. But calling is a great way to get a hold of people or inst- instant messaging on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. But she's got pickup curbside boxes of chocolates. Okay. And I she's a local maker.
1: There's Painted Turtle is also a place that is doing curbside. I think there's a couple places who are... I believe St.
0: Croix Chocolates might be, too. Yeah,
1: they might be. And yeah, exactly. Good. Good. Yay. We all need chocolate, especially uh, because Easter's coming and... Yeah, that's so, my mother-in-law I don't know what was to do like, what are that. we doing
0: for Easter? I was like,
1: oh, I don't know.
0: Yeah. She's like, well, I might go to Trader Joe's and get some lamb just in case. I'm like, oh, okay, um, yeah. please don't.
1: Yeah, no. I just mean. I'll pick it up for you. How about ribs? I don't know. <laughs> I'll just make the ribs in my fridge. Um, okay, so my first one of Top 2 and R2 is my burger, which <laughs> seems like such a weird one, I know, but here's the deal. I've seen a lot of cars in the drive through at McDonald's, and I think, I get it. I get you're going for your comfort thing. But let me just give you a shout out to the fact that uh, the My Burger locations have curbside. If they don't have drive throughs they have curbside and they deliver. So if you are thinking about like grabbing a thing on the way home, if you're... Instead of waiting in a long line of McDonald's for a substandard burger because you don't want to get out of your car, pull into my burger, dial them up on the phone or on the app and they will bring your order out to you. And it's just as good and maybe better. It's way better as far as food goes. I had my burger last night and I have a double California with cheese and pickles and it is my favorite thing. Yum. I know. And I just, they're a local company. They're family owned. They, you know, really celebrate the communities that they work in or that they're, that they're in. And I just, I, as far as supporting a burger takeout, go get my burger. All right. I have two, Stephanie. Yep. Uh,
0: one is a bucket of chicken at Bullshorn.
1: can you still do that you still can okay good do curbside buckets of chicken they are open every day two from 4 to 8
0: p.m so curbside buckets okay i'm really a fan of their buttermilk drenched fried chicken yeah it's delicious buttermilk
1: drenched or you're saying it's like a buttermilk batter
0: like they soak it in buttermilk overnight isn't that a drench, I mean, a drench. I thought you
1: were saying like it's got like dressing on it. It sounded no. like you were saying it was dressing.
0: Okay. No, it's marinated in buttermilk and then fried and it's crispy yeah. and delicious. Delicious. Bull's Horn fried chicken bucket.
1: They also by the way at Bull's Horn also are doing uh, electric noodle, which is a food truck. Are They're doing takeout out of Bull's Horn's kitchen as well. So not only can you get the Bull's Horn stuff from Bull's Horn, you can also get buns and brothless ramen which is known as Mazman. At, from Electric Noodle at Bullshorn.
0: I've never heard of brothless ramen. Yeah, Mazaman. So it's the noodles and the egg and it's the all meat the part. Stuff. So it's like a noodle salad. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Good. good. Uh, I have one more for you. Okay. Bob Ross. <laughs> <laughs> My 21-year-old daughter is obsessed and was obsessed at Christmas time, but the obsession has only grown with watching Bob Ross paint. Bob Ross is a...
1: Man with a large head of hair. 1970s painting, public television icon, I think is what we want to say.
0: So he talks you through these paintings that he does and he paints while he talks. And for some odd reason, it's very soothing. Oh, he's a marvelous human.
1: He's one of the, like, the sainted humans on this planet. It just, if you have never watched He's in Bob the Mr. Ross, Rogers category.
0: Yeah, you watch it on YouTube, and it's just like, ah, oh, it's very relaxing. Yeah. It feels... These pretty little trees. Calming. Yeah. Jake was Bob Ross for Halloween a couple years ago. Ellie has a coffee cup that I bought her at Christmas time. That when you put the hot coffee in, the Bob Ross painting starts to reveal.
1: Yeah, it's pretty weird that this generation, because I watched it when I was a kid. Sure, because it's from the seventies, and I remember it's weird that this generation is picked it up and has made him into a cultural icon. Yes, which is kind of lovely, and
0: how soothing it is.
1: I know it is in this
0: period of where you just want to like sometimes just disengage from the news and the horror and just all the things. Just mentally check out Bob Ross's. Is your guy
1: okay so my last one is minnesota pure clear ice which is so one of the things that is happening of course is now that because they've shut the bars down totally and completely they don't have any way of making money obviously and that's a really it's kind of a tough thing but then also for the fact that then the people who supply the bars and supply you know i mean across the board restaurant people who supply restaurants everything is kind of obviously slowing down and backing up and so there's a lot of you know there's a lot of people who are also panicking not just as far as you know servers and bartenders so i wanted to shout out to minnesota pure clear ice because they are someone obviously who serves ice to bars and let you know that they are doing delivery if you want to get a bag of cocktail ice to make your fancy happy hour in front of zoom more important you can support their company by ordering a bag and they will deliver it to you not only that, but they are also delivering five watt coffee beans and cold press. And this is important because yeah, you can get that's great a duo press. pack. You can get like a rock, a bag of rocks. You know what I mean. Um, and then you ice can, rocks. Yes, the, that's what they call them. Those ice rocks um, and a two. I guess a house blend, two bags of coffee. So it's fifty five bucks for a big thing of ice and coffee, which will have you set. Then I mean, like that's like a delivery that you can get, and then now you're good for a couple of weeks, right?
0: I really wish I had some heart shaped ice cubes while I zoom watch my brother's wedding today at noon. That would have
1: been great. It would have been,
0: and I could have been like, "Hey, here's hey, your heart shaped
1: ice." That's a great idea. You might be able to get them. i mean, You might want to call them and see what they have. They're actually really just close sit to with here. My
0: Kurt uh, said yesterday,
1: he goes, do you remember when we first got
0: together and that we were like, I was 20, 19, 20, he was 30, but we would have like, we were in the restaurant business. So we would have like one day off a week basically. Right. And we would sometimes just lay in bed and watch movies all day yeah, and eat like takeout food or frozen pizzas. And we would eat it in bed. Yeah. Just laying there all day. He was like, let's have like one a of those where day. we, yeah, pull out like the couch yeah." And just like spend the whole day like watching like a marathon of something and just eating bad food and.
1: Good. It's an like, allowance. All right, let's do it. That's a celebration. That's pretty much what I do when I stop working. I just sit on the couch <laughs> and like put on Tiger King now, and I eat my burger sitting on my couch, and that's going to be my Fun. perfect way of doing things. Um, letting you guys also know that there are, uh, I'm going to put up the feed. So I, I, uh, we had to rejigger the feed, which you know every Friday is the way that we do kind of the like, what are events happening in town, how are things going. So I, I'm rejiggering it maybe every week. I don't know. We'll see, but. I still want you to know that I'm going to gather information and put it there for you every Friday. And this week we kind of gave it a theme as a support to local bars. And I thought this was, uh, and of course this is, you can sign up for this on mspmag.com and this can come right to your inbox so that you don't have to worry about like finding it online. Um, and so one of the things is talking about Palmer's Bar buying gift certificates for our favorite dive bar. Tony Zaccardi sent me a note saying people are buying and he's so grateful and so he's happy. He's such a great he's human. He's a really, really good person. And if I'd like to see a bar make it, I'd like it to be his. I know. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then other ones. I think we have a call. So we're going to take a quick call from Judy. Hi, Judy. Hey, Judy. What's going on?
2: Hi. I'm just calling to give a recommendation for a place in Lester Prairie. Okay. We go to Longhorn's Burger House, and oh. they have the best burgers around, and they also make lunch specials some days. We picked up yesterday some Swedish meatballs that are out of this world. Oh, that sounds delicious. Where's Long- Lester yeah. Prairie?
1: Well, yeah, where's Lester Prairie?
2: Well, it's west, let's see, west of, it's off of Highway 7 and kind of west of New Germany. He said or my husband said too it's a kind of across from the road off of highway 7 if you turn by Shadowbrook Golf Course okay and okay. head south you'll get to Lester Prairie All right I Longhorn
1: Longhorn Longhorn's
2: it's- burger house got it and they're the best
1: Okay Thank you. thanks for the re- thanks for the wreck. I love that um and then just kind of, yeah, looking at Lester Prairie, it looks like we're straight out of St. Bonnie and then Mayor. If you know Vaconia, that area, it's a little bit, it's west of that. Lester Prairie. I love it. I, you know, I love me a good drive. That's for sure. All right. We're going to take a quick break, you guys. When we come back, we are going to talk about the giant bread renaissance of pandemic 2020. We'll be right back. everybody welcome back to weekly dish we have sarah on the line sarah wants to give us a little resto shout out i think what's up sarah
2: hey um so my brother owns create caters oh is an advertiser um and you know philip you both of you do he's been on the show i know he has so um he is doing um delivery uh two times a week um amazing food so last week was like short ribs and just such good food um, great quality, locally sourced wherever he can, professionally trained chef, um, and obviously is, you know, in trouble, struggling, right? Yes. Um, every event has been canceled, um, and that's where they make their money, right? right. Um, so I just wanted to give a shout-out to him because I just picked up my food, but they deliver great. Um, twice a week. So go to createcaters.com um, and support him and his wife, Des. Um And you will not be sorry. (laughs) I believe it. Thanks, Sarah. We
0: love Chef Corey Meyer, too, who does a great job. Listen,
1: and I got to tell you that Sarah's completely right. There's what they're doing these two meals that you can pick from the week and you can throw in your dollars and be, and they're family style meals. So you can get, it's, you know, you order it up and it's like, here, we're going to have for this dinner, we're going to have, you know, chicken cordon bleu. And then for this next dinner, we're going to have something else. And so it's a different menu every week, too, because I know a lot of people are thinking, I need variety, I need to be excited. Yeah. And they deliver it right to your door. So it's like, I
0: can now. only cook so much. I
1: just I, don't there's have a lot it. of people who are wondering how they're going to get through this. Um, one other thing we got a couple of emails and I wanted to make clarify something that I was <clears throat> when I had mentioned about freezing something before, uh, you know, as a kill stage. What I wanted to reference was for restaurants, that is a part of their protocols. And that is I'm not saying that that is a thing that everybody that's the way to kill the virus. I'm not saying that but I'm saying for restaurants, the protocol is to for something that's going to go into an oven after as a pre-bake putting it in the freezer is part of the kill stage so it's part of the process so i'm not trying to give out the medical advice or spread any you know 100 you know protocols and stuff i'm just telling you that as far as the as the procedures that the restaurants are going through that's what they're doing so, OK, there you go. And if you make like enchiladas
0: or something and you freeze it and then you bake them after.
1: Yeah, that's my point is like if you're putting something in an oven and you put something and it's been frozen before that, it's just going to be it's a, it's a it's a it's another step. Okay. It's my point. So uh, there you go.
0: here is a comment that we got from Patricia and we are open to the pantry game, too. If you guys want to play that next
1: one, we're talking bread right now. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you I'm have to hold pre- on. I'm pre-moving ahead. Yes, hold on. We are going to talk about bread because here's a thing that has happened that uh, is sort of one of those things that was a shocking development that I think is... uh, Happening, yeah. Sorry, you can say things to me. So there is, if you've noticed, there's been sort of a, a, a rumor out there that there's a shortage of flour and there's a shortage of yeast. And I thought this was a funny thing because we are not... I mean, like, as everyone's shedding in, They've all decided to start to learn how to bake bread, which is a thing that I think is fair. Artisan Bread in Five has been my best friend. Well, and I mean, we like, I think about a month ago or so, we had started kind of rediscovering how great it was to bake your own bread. So you and I were both doing a lot of bread baking. And all of a sudden, it seems like that is like completely what everyone has decided across the country that they're going to start breaking bread. So. I thought it was funny. I talked to Zoe Francois. I called her on the phone and we were, we actually had a little zoom sesh and uh, we were laughing about it. And she said, I thought I was done with like AB and five. She's like, I thought literally she's moving on, you know, she's writing a new book and it's going to be about pastries and desserts and stuff. And she's really was like, I thought it was done. They are, their sales are through the roof on artisan bread and five books. Like Amazon is is like out of them, yeah. you know what I mean? And so we find out all of ourselves and she assured me that people are, um, that that she's talked to flour companies and yeast companies and they're it's really about the distribution. We're not running out. It's just about getting in, you know, like shipping and everything is slower now and getting it into stores. This is funny because I was in the golden fig this week
0: and she was like, do you need yeast? I go, well, I have some. And she goes, I inadvertently bought this like one pound brick. And it's ten dollars. So I was like, oh yeah, give that to
1: me. So I bought a brick of yeast
0: yeah. and then I broke it down into five little mason jars and I froze those because you can freeze you yeast. Can, and it
1: can last for like a year in your freezer.
0: Yeah. And then a neighbor was like, well, I tried to buy it and I couldn't find any yeast. I'm like, I have yeast here. Yeah. Let me get you some. Yeah. I also bought flour from Bakersfield Flour and Bread, which yeah. is milling it and has it every yeah. day. We
1: have. They have the it. At the food building. Yeah. At the food building in Northeast where you can pop in to Kieran's Kitchen and get takeout and get some provision. If you need it. But so it's funny to me because uh, I think that there's something about so Zoe did an Instagram live and she's never done an Instagram live before. And it was last week, you know, during our show, actually. And she did a bread baking thing, you know, and she said it was it was amazing the amount of feedback and the amount of people and people are sending her photos of baking with their kids and cooking and everything else. And we both kind of decided that this is an interesting thing This may be uh, just a total generational impact that we don't, we would never have expected. A bread renaissance. Not only bread, but like cooking. Yeah. Like kids who are learning to cook because what else are they going to do? They don't have piano lessons. They can't go to soccer practice. They can't, they're not overscheduled. So all of a sudden, you know, and she was saying how that her number one thing from people is always like, oh, I don't have any time. And now it's like people are saying, oh, I have all this time. I want to do something. So I think that's interesting. What kind Berry. of, and have you, have you baked? You said, it looked like you were baking a lot of bread. I have been baking
0: a lot of bread. Yeah. I did the artisan bread in five, which is basically a no need bread starter. You put it in your refrigerator and then it slowly rises. And every time you want fresh bread, you pull off a hunk, shape it, do what you want to it. Let it rise a little bit on your counter. And so at lunchtime, I pull some out. And then we have it for dinner. I've made one awesome batch and I made one less awesome batch. Mm -hmm. It didn't really rise exactly right, but it's still okay. It's just a little dense when we eat it. Um, So, yeah, I have been making quite a bit of bread and pizzas, too. Like, we're making our own doughs. I'm cooking a lot. Yeah. You know what's different for me about the cooking? Because I cooked twice a week probably before. Right. I would cook on Sunday like three different things. And then I would cook maybe like one quick meal during the week. So I'm cooking every day. I'm like having to utilize leftovers in a way that I was a little flip about before. Yeah. So, like I, rice, right? We're making a lot of rice. We had jambalaya. Well, I had all this jambalaya, gave some to a neighbor. Then I was like, oh, jambalaya again. You know, you can only eat it so many times. And right. then I was like, oh, wait. When we sail, we have to use all the stuff in our refrigerator, right? Because things go bad in like a day. Mm -hmm. So I would make rice cakes. So I fried up, I made, patted up the jambalaya rice with some panko and fried it up and we served it on just greens. So I'm really being more mindful of how to reutilize the food in my refrigerator so that we're making the most of it.
1: Yeah. And I think that that's, you know, I think that it's, it's what I worry about is people are getting like, Okay, I need to do something, so I'm going to cook. And then they find themselves with like, I did like three loaves of bread this week. Nobody needs to eat three loaves of bread. But if you have three loaves of bread, like, because you can freeze it, obviously. And I can't throw anything away. No,
0: you never can. So if there's like a heel of bread left, like two inches of it, I'll cut it into cubes and freeze it. Because then I will roast a chicken on top of those bread croutons. Well, yeah. And make like a Zuni roast chicken.
1: Right. And I mean, but there's, I think there's a lot of, you know, I think that there's a lot of people figuring things out. I'm just saying that I love the fact that you're all baking bread, but don't worry, keep at it. Don't worry that we're running out of yeast and that there's no flour. You can call your local bakery. You I can, had French toast last weekend, Stephanie. I haven't had amazing. French toast since I was in like fifth grade. I know. I made bagels. You know, I, I made, saw that. Yeah, I made bagels because I missed so that. Hard. It's not hard at all. They look it is so perfect. zero hard. All you have to do is you throw all, and you can find that on at what to cook for when i can put a link up on for the bagels too but basically you i mean it's king flower king arthur flowers that i use their recipe and you just you basically make a dough you let it rise and then you let it and then you shape it into round balls and then you let it rise again a little bit you poke a hole in it and then you boil them in in brown sugar and water and then you bake them that's it it, I it, it felt is, like it looked hard it's so not hard it's just time it does take time we got time Yeah. Well, I mean, like, if you're thinking about a breakfast bagel you may want to get up early to do those because they do need to rise a little bit um, so that's I'm just saying like, keep at it people because I think it's amazing that we're all doing this kind of thing um, okay we're going to wrap up I was going to give you 10 tips for keeping your produce fresh Let's until the next, the next segment thing, so we can talk about that in a little bit yeah. we'll, we'll be right back this is Weekly Dish
0: I was just saying to Stephanie March that I'm getting a little tired of just watching people at home playing their guitar, singing into Facebook. <laughs> Does that mean? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I love the creativity, yeah. but I'm just like, okay. I don't even. I love I, Kurt Vile. He's like who's my that? guy. He's a musician. Yeah. He plays on, they play him on The Current, but watching him sing his very depressing songs while his eight-year-old daughter was running back and forth oh. in the middle of the live feed was like... Don't you love that?
1: Okay. Alright. Well, I do love, like, we've had some Zoom meetings, that you know, with the magazine and, like, my art director, Kelsey, her daughter, was just sitting on her lap the entire meeting. Her three-year-old was just chilling. I was like, i love to see your daughter. Like, I yeah. love that part of it.
0: Have you watched um, Aaron Schwab and Jay Fuchs do their yes. Friday Happy Hour? That was epic.
1: That is so good. I would tune in Into that any day, yeah, all the time.
0: Aaron Schwab, man, what a talented, talented singer. Yeah, like she can sing anything,
1: anything, and
0: make it just sound so good.
1: Anything, I know. All right.
0: So how do we keep our produce right. fresh longer? Because so, that's the thing that's been stressing me out is lack of produce. Has it really? Yes. I know.
1: Okay. Well, here's what they're saying. They're basically saying that this is off of basically, which is, you know, the bon appetit sort of, uh, you know, standard. Um, so here's what they're saying. Number one, uh, keep store your produce dry. A little humidity is a good thing for produce, but wet is bad news. So, so some moisture will keep produce perky. Too much can promote mold or mushiness. So just remember that it's like if you're going to wash it, you want to dry it. Um, obviously, scallions like to be stored upright, roots down in water at room temperature. Did you know that? Yes. Okay. Because if you've seen David Chang, is like growing, and then you just cut the tops off, and then it'll grow back. Do you know that? If you don't have green onions, you put them in a little thing of water, right? A little dish of water, like upright. Okay. And then if you're just wanting to use the green parts, you just keep cutting the green parts off and leaving the whites in the water and the green parts will grow back. You don't ever have to go buy scallions again.
0: Oh my God. I'm doing that today. I I I did not know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They regenerate. Isn't that amazing? Yes. Um, Asparagus is like a bouquet of fresh flowers. Trim the ends and set them in a glass of water and put them in the refrigerator if you want to keep them for a long time. Storing whole carrots in a covered container of water will keep them firm. Same for halved stalks of celery and changing the water every two to three days. I knew this because I eat stalks of celery with peanut butter. So I just cut mine up into like little boats and then I put them in water covered in the fridge. And then I just, every time I'm ready for one, I pull one out, wipe it off and put the peanut butter on. If
0: you have a tired celery bunch, you can put it in water in your sink and it kind of rehydrates oh. and gets crisper.
1: Oh, that's good news, So too. if
0: it's feeling tired and you're trying to salvage it for another day or two, try that. Okay,
1: good. So their number two tip is to, when in doubt, bag it. A plastic bag will help prevent the moisture uh, in your veg from evaporating, which means the stuff that usually goes limp after a few days won't. It works for hardy greens. Remember the thick stems. Remove those. Then tuck into a plastic bag or a reusable lidded container. I think that's good to always like wrap them tightly mm-hmm. in my mind. Um, swaddle your herbs. Do you do this? I do this. I put my herbs in water. I think you can do that. Cilantro or
0: parsley. I put in a little water, and then I put a plastic bag over it in a cup in the fridge.
1: Yeah, I think I've done this before to keep them fresh. To keep them, kind of is is uh, sort of wash them, and then I on wet paper towel, and I just roll them up, and that's how I keep those uh, in the fridge. Yeah, bundled herbs, and then you can put them in. If you do the paper towel, you can put them in a resealable bag, and then that'll keep them fresher and put the air out. That'll keep them pretty fresh. I've had basil last forever like that. Like not go brown either, which is huge. Um, Isolate. They're saying isolate grassy or gassy produce. Hello. Fruits and veggies like apples, ripe bananas, pears, and potatoes produce the ethylene that accelerates the ripening of other fruits and vegetables. So, uh, which is why I keep my apples and bananas in a different bowl because if one's going south faster, it's going to bring the others with it um let the bananas have their own spot don't store potatoes and onions together by the way that's a thing i do i did not know that i didn't either i do that all the time and keep apples at a designated part of the fridge i do that but definitely wow i didn't my potatoes and onions totally live together me too darn it all right transfer ripe fruit to the fridge it says some fruit you want to keep out at room temperature, like avocados, pineapples, and mango. But once it's ripe, move it to the right over to the fridge where you can essentially press pause on the process.
0: I didn't know that you could put a mango in or excuse me, an avocado in the I guess I did know this. Yeah, I do that I all the time. Freeze it. I take it once the avocado is ripe, oh. if I'm not going to use it, I mash it up and freeze it. Okay. And then I use it for like guacamole. But yeah, they're saying you can just put that ripe avocado in the refrigerator and yeah. it just retards anymore. Yep.
1: It just, it's process. like, it like puts it to sleep. Yeah. You know, cool. Um, obviously freeze. It says you really run a press pause, put it in the freezer. So well done. You fruit, uh, let fruit get to the desired stage of ripeness. Then peel and cut into pieces. If necessary, freeze in a single layer on parchment lined sheet tray until solid, break the frozen pieces and seal them in a resealable plastic bag. And then, um, for up to three months, and then you will say you want to chop and blanch the vegetables before freezing.
0: Here's a quick tip too. If you have like a lemon or a lime that's kind of going bad, mm-hmm. you juice it and then freeze the juice.
1: Yeah, if that's yeah.
0: Or just leave it in the refrigerator. Right.
1: And that's they're saying that citrus will keep longer in the fridge. Citrus will be happy if you keep it in the fridge. Same for ginger. That was a thing. I had ginger on my I freeze ginger. I yeah, you can do that too. And I, I grate keep it, it in the frozen
0: cuz it's easier to kind of oh, just grate smart. it
1: that you can then freeze it and I then grade
0: it on a, what are those things called microplane?
1: microplane. Mm-hmm. That's really, I should put mine in the freezer. Mine's in the, in the fridge right and now. It lasts forever. Uh, well, the softer it is they're, they're saying the general rule is the softer it is, the sooner you should use it. Obviously, um, you know, lettuces, spinaches, other soft greens, cucumbers, peppers, cherries, um, save your potatoes and sweet potatoes, cabbage, carrots, the firmer they are, you can save them, but um, you know, the, the softer stuff you should learn and learn the coldest parts of your fridge. By uh, keeping delicate produce like herbs and lettuces away from the top section and in the middle of the fridge to avoid because um, they're, te- you know, they're kind of, they're saying fridges are, ten- they tend to get colder up top.
0: I just hate my refrigerator. Do you? I've hated every refrigerator I've ever had, though. Oh, I think it's kind of a problem a with me.
1: Um, the last thing that their tip is to give everybody some breathing room. And they're just saying that, you know, kind of try your best not to cram everything. And that's my problem is I throw everything in the crisper and then I forget about it. I just souped out some real soggy kohlrabi, just a real big bag of mush. And I was really bummed because I was like, I oh, forgot kohlrabi. that I had that. So I was a little sad about that. But yeah, so there you go. Those are some tips. I know that that's one of the things where we have and because we're thinking, well, I'm not going to get to the store until next week. So I'm going to buy all this stuff. And then you get takeout three times. You're like, well, what should I be doing with this stuff?
0: Yeah, I've made so much soup, too. We're having soup. That's why I'm making a lot of bread, too. That I did see that. Yeah, soup is like I have all the dribs and drabs and then I make soup. But then we need to make that soup a meal. So that we can eat it up. So I'm like, okay, I'll make a loaf of bread or a baguette and then we'll just have soup. We've had soup. We're probably having soup twice a week.
1: Today feels like a good soup day. It's kind of like, you know, cool and moist outside. And I love to say that because it makes people uncomfortable. I think I'm going to make pozole tomorrow. Oh, pozole sounds great. I have hominy that's
0: dried from Rancho Gordo that you soak. And I've got a bunch of pork.
1: I put avocados in my soup too, by the way. Yeah, I don't know if, if everybody does that, but like Southwest I make that. Southwest chicken, yum. Um, what was it? The sort of ahiaco, which is my favorite. I call it the snaining soup when it's like snowing and raining, snaining. Um, it's like that ahiaco is what I want, which is a garlic. I shave. I you know, Tell me about that because I don't know what you're talking about. Oh my God. It's Here's the deal. It's not a cream based soup, but because I shave... I, or I grate potatoes into it. It turns, you know, the, I let the starches. Yep. It kind of is. Uh, it's a broth base with a little bit of potato creaminess to it. So it's a totally different thing. But it's like a chicken soup that's light, but has that like sort of mouthfeel, a viscous, soft, creamy mouthfeel without the actual cream. So it is a dairy-free, creamy type feeling soup for a lot of people. I will find my recipe. Here for it that. is. A soup.
0: Chicken, a soup of chicken and three types of potatoes simmered in a light broth with onions, garlic, cilantro, green onions, and a small piece of corn on the cob.
1: But I don't do it exactly. This is my, I have a different version of it. Wait, it's Colombian. It is. Wait, we have Janie on the line. Janie has a produce comment. What's oh, up, Janie? hi, Janie. Hi. Hey, you know, I was listening to the Splendid
2: Table way back when, and she had a food scientist on, and this is a tip that she gave, and it goes back to what you said about needing a little humidity, but not much. Sure. She said, "You take a a plastic bag and you pin prick it with a pin, holes in it, tiny, tiny, tiny holes. And then you wash your produce, get it good and dry, 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 dry. Put it in there and get all the air out of there. And I've I've had lettuce last for two weeks.
1: Oh, nice! I like it. That's good. That's good. You tell.
2: So I just label my
1: bags holes for that kind of produce. Yeah,
2: works like a charm. I've been doing it for."
1: few years now i like that's good stuff i love
0: that revel greens the locally aquaponic produced um, greens from made in minnesota their entire like packaging is permeable like that they made special packaging yeah so i think that's the same theory
1: that's i love that and i don't have any i have no qualms about poking holes in bags no (laughs) i think there's a whole line of produce bags that basically that's what they like you can just buy your own bags and do it, but then they have like these mesh things. Yeah, so, I love it. Uh, I don't know. All right, there we go. Those are some tips. Hopefully, your guys are keeping your kitchens stocked and feeling good about it all and freezing up. And I will find that Ahiako recipe, the one that I wrote, because I do have a riff on it. Like mm-hmm. it's like if you look, search rah- Ahiako, I don't think it's the same as what I did. Okay, because <laughs> I because you're like that. You like are that. creative. I, you and make then, your own stuff. And then people stuff. go, "Where's the recipe?" I'm like, I don't. I don't know. (laughs) I just made it. I just had it. But I think I'm going to make it tonight now that we're talking about it. It's a good soup night.
0: Oh, the one online looks awesome. I
1: know. It's a little fresh. It's a little different, right? And it's got, I put limes. Yes. I don't do the corn because I think that bugs me. (laughs) Corn. (laughs) But I think I do. I do cilantro and lime and avocado and chicken and potatoes. Does that sound good, you guys? Yes. All right. All right. We're going to take a quick break, you guys. When we come back. Let's play the pantry game.
0: 651-641-1071. Give us a call. Tell us what's in your pantry. We'll tell you what to make. Three items. 651-641-1071. We're playing the pantry game. We'll be right back.
1: Hello, everyone,
0: and welcome back to the Weekly Dish. Just a quick note. We've had a couple people that have texted us that there's been a run on flour. And uh, Bakersfield Flour and Bread is in the food building in Northeast Minneapolis, and they mill their own flour, so you can find some flour there if you are someone who's looking for it. And they have curbside pickup. You just go on their website and give them a shout. They will hook you up with some of the beautiful flowers that they make over there with their Heritage Greens. Uh, We are going to do a pantry game. Pantry game, pantry game.
1: Pantry game. Sorry, I was just That's reading you. Okay. we have, me? Sorry. Um, <laughs> do we have Rebecca on the line? We do. We have Rebecca on the line. Are you there, Rebecca? Hey, girl. Hey, girl. All right, so you have three items from your pantry. We you want us to help make you turn into something beautiful. Yeah. What you got? Top.
2: Coconut milk. Wait, can you say uh, it again? Coconut milk. Coconut, coconut milk. Yep. Creamed corn. Uh-huh. And veggie
1: blend. And What? A veggie blend. Oh, like a, like, a, yeah. like a freezer pack of ble- ve- frozen veggies? Yeah, only cans. Oh, it's all canned. You're totally can. going
0: to make curry.
1: Oh, yeah. You're going to
0: use oh. the creamed corn, the coconut milk, and the vegetables, and you're okay. going to put it all in a pan Yep. And yep. maybe add a little garlic, some ginger if you have it. You could even put like chicken thighs in there or chicken boneless chicken breasts. A little garam masala. Yeah, you're going to make a little chicken curry friend and put it over rice. Put it over rice. Uh, yeah. Oh,
2: that sounds
1: awesome. Thanks, girl. You're right, Good stuff. Six
0: five one six four one one zero seven one Pantry Game.
1: Pantry Game means that you guys, we are uh, going to, if you give us three things from your pantry, three items that you're kind of looking at going like, what do I make tonight? We can hopefully try to help you out with, you know, stuff that's stuff that we can come up with.
0: I had a bag of frozen squash cubes yeah. that I've been staring at and I made a galette So I had flour, so I made like a free-form galette, Mm -hmm. and I had some cheese, so I put cheese on the bottom, I caramelized some onions, Mm -hmm. and then I used the butternut squash and baked it all. It's good.
1: That's really good. I think that there's, uh, some people were asking about, they had a whole bunch of, they said, I'm running out of my tomatoes, or like, I bought a bunch of fresh tomatoes, Mm -hmm. you know, little ones, and I haven't used them, and they're getting wrinkly, what should I do? And I said you should always just cut them in half and roast them and then you can either dry them you know you can either dry them like we've talked about before which is to just put them on like a low temp drizzle them with olive oil cut side up and just let them sort of dehydrate almost in your 200 degree oven and then you can freeze those and then add them into soups and stuff later You know, or just take. Don't even cut them.
0: Just take those cherry tomatoes, put them in a casserole dish whole. whole, Put a little olive oil on there. You can throw in some garlic if you want. Put it in the oven at like two seventy five. Cook it for like an hour and a half. Oh, this is one of Ina Garten's recipes, and they just get all muji and cooked down. Okay, but they're still saucy, and then you can either blend them for sauce and make like a spaghetti sauce. Yeah, or just throw that whole mix. in the freezer, and then make that with pasta whenever you're feeling like it. Okay. But don't ever let cherry tomatoes go to waste. No, just cook them down.
1: I, I always, that's the thing is I usually just, when they're getting a little wrinkly, that's when I eat eat them. Just like, okay, it's time to just time to eat the throw cherry them tomatoes. home. Just throw it home, basically. All right, we have Wendy on the line. Wendy, are you going to play the pantry game with us? Hi, girls. Why not?
2: Okay, what do you got? All right. I just pulled out some pork chops. Okay. Uh, just, I don't know, regular, you know, the small thin ones. Yep. And okay how good are you This is what is this uh, pasta or chetty? Orchetti yep. I love it Okay so I have some leftover of this and then pick a soup I don't know <laughs>
0: Do you have like a cream of mushroom or a cream of chicken? or I
2: got a cream of mushroom, I got a cream of chicken, I got a cream of celery.
1: Girlfriend, you are making hot dish. Basically, that's what you're making. And you can like, you can either do your pork, you can either cut it up and like saute it, you know, with like a little bit of, uh, well, God, with any spice, you could do garlic and lemon and and rosemary. That seems to me like a really fun thing. And then you can toss that with your... I mean, you could do the cream of chicken soup with that and the pasta okay. and make a hot dish. Mm. You could do that. Does and your chicken it?
0: or does your pork have bones or is it yes. boneless?
1: Oh, no, it has- it's got bone.
0: Okay. So I'd cut it off the bone. Yeah. And I would quickly brown either side of that pork. Okay. Then I would make your orchetti and then I would make your cream of whatever soup and you put your cream of whatever soup with the pasta, but let your pasta be a little el dante because you don't want it to just totally turn into mush. Right. And then lay your pork chops on top, and then you're going to bake it till the cool. pork chops are done.
1: Sounds good. Yeah, yeah it is good. Of that.
0: I make that with potato and onions and cream and lay it's the pork like chops a hot, on it's top. A,
1: it's basically hot dish. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And it's or is that a pasta? I don't even know what I made this for.
1: It's just sitting in my pantry. It is pasta. Yeah, orichetti okay. is the little ear-shaped Lamb's pastas. Ears. And they're little, like, the thing is with those, they are good for a heavier sauce because they stand up. They're not, you know, you want to cook them, but not too, too much. But they're a thicker pasta, so they stand up to sauces really well. Yeah. Do you think one can of soup will cut it, or should I do two? How m- You have, like, a pound of or a okay. Uh Well, there's two. That was
2: a pound. This was a pound at one point, and now I bet it's down to
1: eight ounces. I would say you could do one. I mean, I, was, how many
0: pork chops do you have? Um, it is a
2: family pack, 2.72 pounds.
0: Okay, that's a lot. That's so a lot I would only chops. use four of those.
2: Yeah. Okay, so don't use them all. No, nope. yeah. so
0: for what you have or wise and one can of soup, Yeah. four, four of four your four. pork chops. And feel free, if you need to add a little milk or a little water, just to give it a little more... Okay, um in it up. Yep, yep.
1: Perfect. All right. Good luck, Wendy. Hi. All right. We have Mary on the line. Mary, are you going to play the pantry game?
2: Yes, please.
1: Okay. What do you got?
2: I have a pound of hamburger or a pound of pork. Okay. Red kidney beans and bell, pe- red, yellow, and
1: orange bell peppers. Oh, I feel like it's a goulash moment <laughs> or a chili. And I and I'm on a uh, no sodium diet. Okay. So, okay, here's actually, this is, you have red bell peppers, like big whole peppers? Yeah. Okay, so I think I would stuff your peppers. I would take your ground pork or your ground beef, whatever, and, wait, what was the second ingredient?
2: Red kidney beans.
1: Yeah, I would literally cook it with the beans. I would brown it, and then I would, I would season it, you know, without, you can do garlic, and you can use, Lots of spices in there, lemon pepper. Yeah, I would even put a little cinnamon. Here's a little tip: cinnamon with beans and beef or pork is without the sugar is beautiful. And then I would take, I would cut those peppers in half and make a little boat and mound those, mound that with the ground beef, and then you just bake that in the oven until the the peppers are a little bit soft, and then you have stuffed peppers.
2: That sounds wonderful. I know you
1: can put a little cheese on top since I don't know what your sodium levels are with the cheese, but like, you know, I would put like a sprinkle of parm to add a little bit of salt, but not sodium. You know what I mean? Yep. So that would be my, that would
0: be my delicious. Best. I think I'd make chili that just because I make chili all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of warm Thank up. you, ladies. Okay.
1: You're welcome,
0: Mary. Yeah. Whenever I have ground beef, that's, I'm not a ground beef buyer.
1: I'm not either, but I I do, oh I do for chili. I make and yeah. I make meatballs, and then I just had meatloaf. I had meatloaf oh, the other I night. I have
0: meatloaf mix. When I, I, I pandemic prepared, I bought meatloaf mix. Mix.
1: What's that? Like, like pork, a spice mix. Beef. it's, oh, you oh, know the package. Gotcha. Yeah, I only go straight beef on my meatloaf, and I know that that's. I know other people do that. They do a lot of different things for that, but mine has always just been beef, and then I throw in, you know, a little bit of breadcrumbs, and I put Parmesan cheese with all my yeah, fresh herbs yum. in there, and then I put the egg, and I make that, and I just, I just make a mound out of it, and if then you I have
0: salad or spinach that's kind of going to in the refrigerator, and you need to get use use it up. A good way to use it up when it's getting real tired and just short of slimy is meatballs or meatloaf.
1: Nancy, I'm sorry we couldn't get to you at the pantry game. We were wrapping it up, unfortunately. But you know what? If you send us a note on the Facebooks, maybe we can help you there. And we'll get to you next week. Yeah, we'll get to you next week. All right, you guys. Thanks for joining us this morning. Hopefully you guys are hunkered down and having a good time. Stay at home, NN. And uh, we'll see you next week. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao.